Guys, welcome to the I Love Seville Show. My name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us. A Friday afternoon in downtown Charlottesville. It's great to connect with you through a show presented by Scott Wagner of Scott Wagner Integrative Medicine. I'm actually headed to Dr. Wagner's practice this afternoon to direct a handful of TV commercials that you will soon see on NBC 29. We'll take the audio from those television commercials and turn them into radio commercials as well that you will soon hear on Charlottesville Radio Group on Monticello Media and perhaps wherever you stream your music as well. So that's an afternoon of creating 30-second commercial spots in the very near future. Today and in the near, the, the, the closer future, I'm going to give you a recap show. Judah Wickhauer and I, we powwowed. We heard from you, the viewer and listener. And many of you have asked for a recap show on Fridays, a show where we recap the week that was specifically the headlines that drove the needle the most. For example, one of the headlines in today's recap show we talked about in the middle of the week, and that's Richard Hewitt of Seminole Trail Management, the owner of the J.C. Penney in Fashion Square Mall. He's really influencing local elections, Seminole Trail Management, with donations to Ann Malik, $10,000, B. Lepisto Kirtley, $10,000, both seeking re-election to the Amor County Board of Supervisors. Lloyd Snook, he also gave um, Mayor Snook uh, a few thousand dollars for his re-election bid in Charlottesville City. That headline, which we covered on this fine and fair talk show, translated into an article in the Daily Progress. Ladies and gentlemen, the headline of the Daily Progress article, which was written 17 hours ago, Candidates for Whitehall Seat Divided on Accepting Developers' Dollars. So it shows you the influence of the program. In the middle of the week, we use the platform to highlight something from VPAP. We, we encourage you to go to vpap.org if you want to see where dollars are coming from, from a, a fundraising standpoint, donation standpoint, a candidate standpoint. We go to VPAP, we see that Richard Hewitt, Seminole Trail Management's dropping ducats. Dudes dropping ducats to Malik. Dudes dropping ducats to Lepisto Kirtley. Dudes dropping uh, ducats to Lloyd Snook. We said, hey, why is this company dropping ducats to these candidates? Well, out of curiosity, this is the same company that owns the JCPenney, the same company that's got the deal for the operations center out of the JCPenney, the deal for the operations center without Morrow County. So you've got a guy that's given 10 Gs to one supervisor, a guy who's given 10 Gs to another supervisor. These supervisors are two of six people that determine how the county is run. This guy has got a 10-year sweetheart deal with the county to lease an empty storefront that previously sold overalls, Kenmere, Kenmore uh, dryers, some busted TVs, and some BVDs. And now, this, this, this afterthought storefront is an operations center. I mean, that's, that's what happened. It's not nefarious. It's not sketchy. It's not behind the scenes. It raises eyebrows and makes you, makes you ask questions. It gives you pause, makes you think. Why is a guy who owns a, a, a prominent, massive location that's a shadow of its former self given tens of thousands of dollars to elected officials? It's a fair question. So that headline, which we covered here on, 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 on this show, 
manifests an article in legacy media. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. So let's weave Judah Wickhauer into the mix. Not only is Judah a, a, a kind person, but he seems to be a, a, a Yiddish aficionado. Uh, I don't know about that. The Yiddish word of the day is taken off. It's taken off. I got folks asking me for uh, Schmedricks. Did I get that right? Schmedricks? Is that, is that the jerk? They're, what do you say? What do you mean they're asking? Is a Schmedrick a jerk? Yeah. What do you mean they're asking you for Schmedricks? I was just joking. I had someone literally come up to me yesterday and we had a chuckle about the Yiddish word of the day. What's the, uh, do you want to weave the word today into conversation or do you want to start with it? How do you want to attack it? This is legitimately your segment. Oh, uh, let's see. I mean, this one's kind of a hard, you'd have to say something that I'd, this, one, this one's more of a response, so it's uh, not as easy to weave in. Okay. But, uh, Lately, the Yiddish words you've chosen have been um, adjectives used to, to question someone's intellect and or character. I mean, I thought I kind of thought we were going for the fun ones, but uh, now I've found a page that's <clears throat> full on pretty much a Yiddish dictionary. So uh, we may have some uh, we may have some some boring ones. I never asked. Up. I've never asked you this question, and I perhaps should have asked you this question um, when we started this endeavor of 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 more of your perspective on the show on the screen. Okay. Um, do you give any thought at all into the responsibility that comes with it? The responsibility that comes with being on this show and people offering perspective. What we say. Do I give it a little bit? But uh, at the same time, I, I can't imagine that anyone is going out and like making stock picks, for instance, based on. Well, we don't talk stocks on this It's an example. The I point, mean, we talk about something and it turns into an article in the newspaper. It probably the way I see it is it probably would have sooner or later. Anyways. Oh, completely disagree. Okay, because I've worked on both sides. You're assuming that the folks that work for twelve, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour have that are brand new to the market and have their pulse on everything that's going on locally. That's not the case. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily think that, but uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is either popping up in the news somehow, anyways, or uh, or it's something that I think is big enough that eventually will. Uh, and I Agree to disagree on that one. Don't right. think you got the right feel for what's going on there on that comment. But, I mean, I'm certainly entitled to your comment there. Um, I think we certainly are popping things off in the cycle a little more than, than, uh, than others because of the consistent presence of being on social uh, so frequently and in such, in, in such ubiquity, meaning across all platforms. Um, okay. I, I do think that how it got to this point, we should... Prop, uh, give props to Sean Tubbs. Tubbs did a great job of fine-tooth combing uh, donations um, to candidates in the races that they're running. And he put it out there. And I read what Sean Tubbs wrote and, and uh, writes. And we understand that the platform is probably a little bit larger here w w with what we're doing than what he's got. So when we amplify it, it, it exponentially grabs more attention to it. But, I mean, I, I think you should know and, and all of us should follow why 
a, a major developer is given sub, such substantial donations to candidates. Yeah, and, no and to put it truly in perspective, this is fresh from the newspaper, from the progress. Richard Hewitt, the local real estate magnate, he, he's been Malik's top donor in every election she's run since 2012. He's contributed a combined $43,000 to Malik since she was first elected in 2007. That's from the newspaper. That's from the DP. That's from um, Reynolds Hutchins. You did a good job with this article, Reynolds. So does, we should ask the question why. Does anyone follow what uh, decisions are made in the following years? Uh, well, J-Dubs, and I'm not saying... Hold on. Let me get the... Exact specifics. Um, the guy that's made the donations. And I'm not... I want you to connect the dots. The guy that's made the donations, I just explained to you this article from the Daily Progress today. The guy, Richard Hewitt, has been Malik's top contributor in every election she's run since 2012 contributing a combined $43,000 to Malik since she was first elected in 2007. That's in the newspaper today. Yeah. The guy who's making these contributions has a deal in place for his JCPenney building, and the JCPenney building, the deal he has in place is on a $12.50 per square foot price. The rent per year is $558,000. It's a 10-year lease, options to extend. The rent increases by 3.5% every year. I mean, $558,000 times 10 with a 3.5% escalator, you're talking basically 6 million bucks. Connect... You know, Al Murrell needed an operation center. Yeah. J.C. Penney was a shadow of its former self and empty. And also strategically positioned within the Rio Road small area plan. Yes, it's a good fit. But I am also curious or intrigued by the owner of the building doing such, such substantial donations to candidates that have approved a $6 million sweetheart deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's the type of um, perspective and conjecture that I don't think you're going to find elsewhere because there's a little bit more freedom of what we can offer or say here because I own this network. Yeah. We are giving our opinions on things. Yeah, we have more latitude. So that's, that's the kind of the plan of what we're going to do with this weekly um, recap show. Another headline that, uh, that uh, 
I think we should follow closely. And another one that, and are you putting the lower thirds on screen? Uh, what are we talking about? You're in the conversation. I know, but you're about to change subjects. What do you want me to put okay. on? Okay. Why don't we go to Ivy Road, a hottest strip in Charlottesville area right now? All right. This one gained some serious momentum. It's, it's surprising to me of how much the development along one strip of the Charlottesville area is flying under the radar. We have in a three or four mile strip, call it three or four, less than five miles, over the last, what, 24 months or less, you've had the University of Virginia purchase Ivy Square Shopping Center, $22 million. You had UVA buy the Moe's Barbecue building. Mm-hmm. You have a massive unit, massive development by Huntington Village off of Old Ivy Road, close to St. Anne's Belfield, percolating. Uh, a development that is spearheaded by one of the nation's largest apartment builders for college students. In the last 24 months, you have seen Hunter Craig bring his shopping strip across from the Birdwood Golf Course to market, and it immediately got traction and occupancy. Comer and Company is over there. Kenny Ball Antiques is over there. The Shade Shop is over there. In this same building that Hunter owns, in the back of the building, Selvage Brewery is moving from Woolen Mills to that location, the back of Hunter's building on Ivy Road. Yeah. Basically, they're going to create an elevated sports bar there. They legitimately mention televisions in their announcement that they were excited to have many TVs. You got a data science school that is approaching the finish line. You got the Forum Hotel now open, a Kimpton property. Kimpton's first hotel on a school, university, college, campus, or grounds. This hotel has two restaurants inside, a sports bar and a steakhouse. This hotel also has a conference center and many rooms for events that can handle traffic from Fortune 500 companies in the middle of the week. You also have the UVA Foundation opening its own hotel and conference center along this stretch of the road as well. Yeah. In the last 24 months, a five-mile stretch that spans city limits and goes into Almaro County, into the Urban Ring, is undoubtedly the hottest stretch in central Virginia. You tell me that uh, uh, a company that specializes in apartment complexes for college students is going to crack ground and build next to uh, uh, a $30,000 a year private school and, and, and uh, adjacent to Farmington Country Club and right next to where all the OG money in town drives by, and people would laugh at you. And now they're not. And now they're freaking out. Having a conversation yesterday at Boarshead with someone, someone who lives at Huntington Village said everyone in Huntington Village is panicked right now for this. Because they're worried about students being around? 
Have you been on, has anyone been on Old Ivy Road during a rainstorm? It floods. And if you bring a 200, how many, a Deep Throat? You watching Deep Throat? Oh, Deep Throat, thank you. He says, Jerry and Judah, don't forget the Sentara facility and the UVA Health Ortho facility just past Ivy Provisions. Great point. Great point. Deep Throat, how many units are playing in that apartment complex for students on Old Ivy Road by Huntington Village? How many total units is it? Deep Throat knows what's up. I forgot about that one. So let's just go from, let's go from Dooner's Restaurant down. Wilson Ritchie buys Dooner's Restaurant. 500 units. Damn, Deep Throat, thank you. 500 units of essentially student housing planned off Old Ivy Road by St. Anne's Belfield. Um, I'm, I, isn't, the, isn't the developer a student developer, though, Deep Throat? 500 units. I'm pretty sure it's a student developer. Look at the developer. I'm pretty sure it's a student developer. Anyway, 500 units regardless. Let's go from Dooner's all the way to the Data Science School. Ready for this? Dooner's Restaurant, purchased by Wilson Ritchie. Prolific Charlottesville restaurateur. Opens his first restaurant in Almar County. Is that Wilson Ritchie's first restaurant in Almar County? I'm going to go to his website, 10 Course Hospitality. 10 Course Hospitality. Wilson, Wilson, are you watching? We love you, Wilson. You're good people, Wilson. Um, all right, 10 Course Hospitality owns Cafe Frank. That's on the downtown mall, city of Charlottesville. Wilson owns the business Cafe Rank, Frank, and he also owns the uh, building where the restaurant's located in. The Whiskey Jar is in downtown Charlottesville. Wilson owns um, the Whiskey Jar. The Bebedero, he's a part owner in. He also owns the building. Revolutionary Soup is in Charlottesville City. The Milkman's Bar is in Dairy Market, South and Central. The Steakhouse is in Dairy Market. And the Wine Guild is in Charlottesville City. So his only brand outside of Charlottesville City is Dooner's, and that's in Almoral County. So in the last 24 months, Wilson Ritchie bought Dooner's Restaurant, an iconic restaurant, mm-hmm. on this strip. Yeah. In the last 24 months, Sintera opens basically a hospital or a medical building on Ivy Road. UVA opens one literally right next to it. You have a 525-unit project planned next to St. Anne's Belfield in Huntington Village on a road that floods when it rains and legitimately cars can't drive through multiple ones at the same time. 525 units by Graystar. You got the Data Science School opening. You got UVA buying Ivy Square for $22 million. You got UVA buying the Moe's building, the -hmm. restaurant. You got Hunter Craig taking his building to market across from the Borsan. You immediately get occupancy in that building with Kenny Ball Antiques, Comer and Company, and the Shade Shop leading the charge. Mm -hmm. In the back of said building, Salvage Brewery is moving to. This is the hottest strip in town. A sidewalk is being built along Ivy Road, connecting the Borsat to UVA. This is the hottest strip in town. Yeah. Find me another one that's hotter. Anyone. And I'll tell you right now, 
If you're in the Lewis Mountain neighborhood, and I love the Lewis Mountain neighborhood. I love the Lewis Mountain neighborhood. I love your neighborhood. I love the location. I love it's convenient. You can walk everywhere. You guys have a great spot. But Lewis Mountain neighborhood, I would be incredibly concerned that your million-plus neighborhood, million-dollar-plus neighborhood is literally on the, uh, the chopping block to be swallowed by UVA. What neighborhood around UVA is most likely to get swallowed by UVA? The neighborhoods close to UVA are obviously Fifeville, 10th and Page, Star Hill, Lewis Mountain, Jefferson Park Avenue, Fontaine, Fry Springs. Can anyone think of a neighborhood that's more likely to get swallowed by UVA than Lewis Mountain? You have development all over Lewis Mountain. You have UVA completely. UVA is an island. This is, this is the analogy. Charlottesville is to Albemarle County as Lewis Mountain is to UVA. Charlottesville completely surrounded by Albemarle County. Yeah. Lewis Mountain completely surrounded by UVA. Someone give me one. Oh, that's a brilliant idea from Deep Throat. If the Lewis, uh, Lewis Mountain people are smart, the homeowners, they will put in a voluntary HOA. He also thinks JPA will be vaporized. Do you know why it's important to put in a voluntary HOA if you're the Lewis Mountain neighborhood? No. Come on, you got this. I know you do. Put in a voluntary HOA. Why should Lewis Mountain put in a voluntary HOA? To keep from getting swallowed by UVA. Because then UVA has to deal with all of them instead of individually? No. Okay. I don't know. Because the HOA, the Homeowners Association, and the paperwork associated with it, the bylaws and the covenants, that would supersede upzoning and would help stave off getting swallowed. Because they could utilize that as leverage to keep single-family detached character intact for the neighborhood, as opposed to allowing the multifamily that's going to undoubtedly attack this neighborhood because Ivy Square was purchased for $22 million, and that's going to turn into UVA. Ivy Road, does everyone see that Ivy Road is, 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 the, uh, is the lawn 2.0? It's the Academic Village 2.0. You're going to have... Multiple conference centers, a data science school, whatever the hell they're going to do with the $22 million Ivy Square purchase, the Moe's Barbecue purchase, million plus over there. It's Academic Village 2.0. And because it's Academic Village 2.0, housing is going to associate or mingle or, or attach to it, just like it's done with Academic Village 1.0. Lewis Mountain, no doubt, should go HOA to at least give it some kind of leverage with keeping massive gentrification and momentum from happening. Someone should take this entire show and give it to Lewis Mountain, and you guys should listen to this as a neighborhood. Listen to what we're talking about right now as a neighborhood. Someone over there, save the show. We'll put it on ilovesevil.com later today. Judah will. Save it and talk about it as a neighborhood. Ah, another damn good thing from the Queen of Ivy who lives on this road. <clears throat> Kate Charts, I sincerely mean this. I think your property values, with all this positive development that have gone down on Ivy Road, 
I think your property values have, 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 have jumped since you purchased, and I don't know exactly when you've purchased, 30 35%. She says this, Jerry and Judah, you, may, you might have mentioned this already, but Birdwood Mansion is going to be developed and redone by UVA in the near future. We're getting emails about it as neighbors. It's going to be event space and uh, it's going to be event space um, for large events and for weddings. And I, I should have mentioned that. I had heard about that. The fantastic mansion when you pull into Birdwood, the very beautiful brick one that's by the golf course, one of the first things you see, it's getting developed into essentially a wedding venue. Hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just from Dooners to the Snyder Tennis Courts or from Dooners to the Data Science School, that's the hottest strip in town. Hottest strip in town. Um, last, before we get to the, uh, the, the, uh, the next headline, which was the Spillman aggressively campaigning against Bryce, which I think we've covered fairly well. But good gosh, that's gotten a lot of interest on the talk show today. Um, I do have one small caveat. I do want to know where all the employees, all the team members are coming from all this, for all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I'm looking on Ivy Road is new, new jobs, incremental jobs, jobs that are new to this market. And these are jobs across the income or, or hourly wage spectrum. Mm. These are entry-level frontline jobs all the way to upper management jobs that are six figures plus. So I really want to know where the people are coming from to fill these jobs. And if the people are, in fact, coming from outside the community, where are those people going to live and what's the impact that they're going to have on housing? I also want to know is all the jobs on Ivy Road that are being created through all this development that I just outlined, are all these jobs going to take people away from locally owned restaurants that cannot give the health care or financial perks and benefits that, say, a Kipton property can do? You would imagine the Kipton and its hotel, the Forum, and its two restaurants inside the hotel and its massive event space has health care perks and, and retirement perks that say Mel's Cafe does not or, or Blue Grass Grill does not or yeah. Public does not. No doubt. So I want to see how that impacts the labor market locally and the housing market. Anything you want to add before the next one? No. Of any of the spots on Ivy Road, what were you, where would you most likely be to eat? Where would I most likely eat on Ivy Road? It depends on what I feel like. Uh, most of the time, I would probably just get a sandwich at, uh, at the gas station. Get a good old Ednam sandwich. Ednam's uh, a great one. My yeah. wife loves it. Mm-hmm. It's my wife's favorite. I'm a Keswick man myself. Try the Keswick. The spicy mustard is good. It's a perfect complement to the Kite's country ham, the saltiness of the country ham. And props to the Sutton brothers. They've done a fabulous job at remodeling their Bel Air location. Hmm. The inside looks great. But I will say this. Is there any... What is a more precarious parking lot to exit? Let's talk local gas stations. <laughs> Which local gas station is most <laughs> difficult to exit? Interestingly, the Suttons have multiple local gas stations that are extremely difficult to exit. Hmm. Bel Air on Ivy Road is extremely difficult to exit. But is the Bel Air on Ivy Road more difficult to exit than the Tiger Fuel market on 5th Street pulling into Wegmans? That one is a nightmare. Another one that is a nightmare is the Legacy Market in Keswick. 
the one that's at Shadwell's, the legacy gas station at the X in Shadwell's, that one's a nightmare. Are those three gas stations your three most difficult local gas stations to enter and exit? Bel Air, Ivy Road, that's a market at Tiger Fuel, a Sutton-owned business. Fifth Street, the market there, another Sutton-owned location. That one's effing nightmare. The legacy market in Shadwell is an effing nightmare. Which one's worse? Mm. What other ones are worse than that, than those three? Can you think of any? The Wawa going up Pantops is uh, kind of odd. The only, the only tough part about the Wawa and Pantops is if you want to cut across traffic and go in the other direction. If you're on Wawa and you want to go to Keswick and you're going against traffic that's coming into town, you're, you're risking your effing life right there. Yeah. Fortunately, I... You're risking your life. And another thing that's challenging is going from, like, the other side of Pantops, cutting across traffic and getting into Wawa. Yeah. But I still because think, it's though... it's got that weird... I know. No you, doubt. You've got to come Death. back and down. And there's yeah, nothing like a good made-to-order sub from time to time. I still say that Bel Air, the market on 5th Street, Bel Air on Ivy Road, and the Legacy in Shadwell are way more difficult than the Wawa. I'm not, I'm, not knock, I'm not knocking the Wawa. Oh, the I'm, Wawa's a good one. I mean, I haven't The other three are harder. Who's I've, got one that's harder than the three that I said? Anyone. That's it. How could we turn that into a trivia question? That'd be impossible. That's way too uh, subjective yeah, to be a trivia question. I'd say those are your three, the three most challenging. Uh, Mayor of McIntyre says this, Bill McChesney. An HOA itself won't prevent exploitation. They will need to have property covenants and restrictions that disallow the upzoning. The Foxwood, Foxbrook neighborhood around CHS is higher density. Is all higher density. Creating an HOA would be extremely difficult to, God, I can't imagine that process um carol thorpe queen of jack jewett says this jerry as i pointed out this week i want the focus of the donations thrust upon the candidates i am more concerned with why malik snook and other elected officials are accepting such donations someone in the media should be holding them accountable with direct questions as to why they are taking that money she also says the shell station on the corner of 29 and greenbrier is pretty tough that one is tough that's a great suggestion ct Malik's been taking the donations from day one. Someone should ask the questions. That's, that's why I wanted to bring it up. I agree. Mm-hmm. Queen of Ivy, Kate Sharps, we appreciate your comments too. Um, all right, I got a commercial shoot in 25 minutes and I got to make it to Dr. Wagner's. I th- and the car is right in front of the studio, so I think we're good. Last topic, two more topics. Two more topics? All right, two more topics. Um, multiple folks that watch and listen to this show, the TV, the most TVs locally, this topic has resonated with people. Hmm. I am convinced, I am convinced, Judah, in central Virginia, the Lazy Parrot Grill on Pantops has the most televisions. Probably. Dave Warwick, friend of the program, brewmaster at Three Notched, 
He makes damn good beer. And he a does. loyal listener of this fine and fair talk show, he is convinced it's pro Renata that has the most televisions. Hmm. Neil Williamson, president Free Enterprise Forum, king of content, co-owner of Well Hung Vineyards, and a loyal listener of this talk show, Neil Williamson says it's Buffalo Wild Wings that has the most televisions in Charlottesville, Almar County, or Central Virginia. So you either got Lazy Parrot, Pro Renata, or BW3s on Route 29. I got to get to the bottom of this. You figured out on the voicemail by calling Pro Renata that they had 16 TVs on site. Yeah. That's what Dave thinks said. that content and voice message is dated. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Lazy Parrot recently added televisions to its outside patio expansion. And Buffalo Wild Wings, I've never been in the new location. It's a chain. But mm. let's cut to the chase. It's a sports bar, and its entire concept specializes on viewing sports on TV. So you know they're going to have a lot. Yeah. On top of that, Neil Williamson sent me a photo from Yelp on Buffalo Wild Wings Route 29 North, and it had a shh, I almost used a bad word, and had a boatload of TVs in there. Can you see how many TVs that has? The problem is, is there, there's not going to be a local website for Buffalo Wild Wings. It's yeah. just going to be the national website that's not going to have specific details about locations in specific markets. So those mm. are your three right there. LP, Lazy Parrot Pantops, Pro Renata Crozet, Buffalo Wild Wings, Route 29, most TVs. I would like to get to the bottom of this. Hmm. I could figure out Lazy Parrot. Can you commit to counting the TVs at Buffalo Wild Wings or Pro Renata at either one of those two places? Yeah, I can try to make it in there on the weekend. This weekend? Oh, so now you have some weekend plans. Which one would you... You know, if, if I was in your shoes and I had your dog, Liza, I would bring Liza to Pro Renata... I would have the Hop Drone, which is a great IPA. You don't like IPAs. Still, the Hop Drone. Um, I'd throw axes, and I'd chill with the Hop Drone, throwing axes outside in the grassy, playgroundy area at Pro Renata, listening to live music. And I'd allow Liza to get off, stay on her leash, still on her leash, but kind of away from you. Liza and catch. then And then she's going to go like, find some people for you, and she'll be, she'll be uh, your icebreaker. It's like in Big Daddy when Adam Sandler was watching the little kid and he had the little kid looking super cute and they went to the park together and the little kid went and found like the girls chilling and sunbathing at the park and then Adam Sandler comes and says, have you found, my son's lost, have you found a kid, have you found a kid? And he's sitting there with the girls and that was the icebreaker. That's what Liza could be for you at Pro Renata. Nice. Could you do that? Sure. You're going to promise? Nope. You're not going to promise? <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Look at the flowers or the daisies, whatever you're going to do at Pro Renata with a beer and your dog outside. All right. Did you find out how many TVs they got? No, but it looks like they've got a lot. I'm looking through some photos on the... Uh... Can you count them? No. I mean, uh, I could count... Do you have the right lower third on there? It'd be tough to, it'd be tough to count them from Yelp. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I might have to say that uh, Buffalo Wild Wings oh, has the man. most. How I mean, many I'm do looking you see? At, I'm looking at one photo, and I see. Is this on Yelp? Is it on Yelp? But where is it? Where is it at? 
Uh, it's just uh, just Google Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings Charlottesville. I'm Googling it too. I'm clicking images. Buffalo Wild Wings Charlottesville. Are you clicking the top link? I mean, I'm seeing like 12 or 13 TVs on just one photo looking at one side of, of this place. Oh, is that your winner? It's such a bummer. And they have like a central area that looks, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, that's what you said? What? It's that many TVs, oh my goodness? Uh, well, I looked at one picture, now I'm looking at another one where there's like this central bar area that looks like it probably has 12, possibly four bigger ones above those. So that's 16 just in the central bar area. Oh my goodness. And then you're looking, and then. Oy vey. And oy vey, Zmir. And then you got, and then you got, and then you got more TVs around the, you know, around the outside. Oy vey, Is that the Yiddish word of the day? Uh, no, the Yiddish word of the day is uh, is Enschuldig Meir. <laughs> These are getting too difficult. Enschuldig Meir. I, I understand now why this didn't catch on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what does this one mean? I mean, that's why I was going with the simple, easy ones, I, I which think almost you were, all start with S-H. But, uh, you were probably right. This means, well, excuse me. It's kind of hard to work slip into, into a conversation. Yeah, it's uh, hard to work that into. Unless you say something, you know, really outrageous. Well, excuse me. That sounds like something Michelle Tanner would say. Do you know Michelle who Michelle Tanner, Tanner is? I'm guessing it's some TV show that you watched as a kid. Mel- Michelle Tanner. Come on, you know who Michelle Tanner is. Uh, Tanners. I'm, it's, Michelle what? Tanner? Michelle Tanner. I don't know. You know how long it's been since I watched like cheesy sitcoms from the oh that's right we learned yesterday you hate comedies yeah i'm not I'm just we not learned yesterday that judah hates i comedies. probably watched whatever it is you're talking about <laughs> michelle tanner full house full house mary kate and ashley olsen even even among the uh even among the many comedies i watched as a kid that was definitely not even close to what was the comedies that you watched as a kid we know you do not watch full house i mean that seinfeld was, that was my friends was my sister's favorite show don't like any comedies or comedy movies whatsoever what's the comedy i can i get one comedy that you like one comedy that i like i'm trying to think uh I mean, I, I know there are comedies that I've enjoyed. I just, they're not, they're not at the top of my list. One comedy. One comedy. One uh, comedy. I mean, you know, I, for a while I liked, uh, for, a, One comedy. for a while I liked How I Met Your Mother. Okay. That's for, a comedy. For a while I watched, uh, what was the, uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. But eventually they wear on me. They just get old. It's the same thing over and over and over again. It's all just, like, the writing is all just trying to come up with jokes. This makes me reassured. You've worked here for 12 years, and you say from time to time, it wears on you like any job. So if companies are wearing on you, I should feel less if the job is wearing on you. Maybe, yeah. You do great work either way. Um, 
All right, Big Bang Theory and How I Met Your Mother. Those are legit. They're comedies. There you yeah, go. I mean, those I've are watched two. lots of comedies. I just, like I said, I eventually get tired of them. It's, the story just doesn't really. They, oftentimes the story is just kind of static. Okay. There you go. Give uh, give Judah a good uh, drama. A good uh, biopic. Mm. A good period piece. Maybe. A good uh, romance. Okay, what, what's your genre? <laughs> what's your genre? Um, Hero? What's your genre? I, I tend to like odd, quirky stuff uh, <laughs> when I'm not watching like superhero movies and uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. And hmm. The last headline that we were going to cover was the Spillman Bryce <clears throat> um, campaign aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered that well on the show. My uh, advice to all candidates that are running, especially for local elections. Be decent people. Don't throw mud. You're going to see these people downtown, at schools, and one of at you the is, grocery store. And one of them is going to end up having some amount of power over the other's children, Influence. possibly. Well, no, if Spillman wins, Bryce's kids go to a prize. Yeah, I know. Still. Be good people. Be decent. Don't. That's always good advice. Yeah, exactly. It's the Monday, it's the Friday edition of the show. We're back on Monday. Judah Wickhour, Jerry Miller. I'm off to make some uh, TV commercials. Judah Wickhour, good job. Great, great job this week. Thank you. Take care, guys. Be decent to each other.